Welcome to Girlfriends Pray Podcast. We are a prayer ministry for women, and our mission is to draw women closer to God through prayer. To learn more about Girlfriends Pray, go to our website, www.girlfriendspray.org. Follow us on social media at Girlfriends Pray and join us for prayer every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 712-775-7031, access code 943334-POUND. We invite you to connect, support, or become a partner of Girlfriends Pray. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray without ceasing. God bless you. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome everybody. Welcome to Girlfriends Pray Real Talk. Um, My name is D.C. Marshall and I am... I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm excited to be here this evening. Um, the topic is one that I think will be very beneficial to um, all of you who are here, whether you're here for yourself or whether you're here um, standing in the gap for a loved one, um, it, I'm glad that you're here. And so before we get started, um, I want to do a couple things and then... Um, Dr. B-Code is, is here. She is on the line. We were having some technical difficulties, but she is here, so I'm going to bring her in in just a second. Um, but I want you to invite someone else to the line this evening. So this call is, um, I'm going to say less about mental health because I think when, you, when we use that label or language, people, it isolates people, and I think um, some people opt out of the conversation if they believe it's not about them. So if you just go ahead and invite somebody to the line, um, it's Girlfriends Pray Real Talk, and you could just say we're talking about real stuff. We're talking about real um, life situations and circumstances, all for the purpose of helping us to be better and to live greater and to go higher. I think if you just share that, then um, some people may not be offended that you invited them to uh, the call with the good old uh, Dr. Tracy B. Coat. So uh, post, text, share, and I'm going to do the same because I know that there are people who want to be here, need to be here. Um, so I'm going to do the same. And then I'm asking you all to invite one other person to the line. And then we're going to get started. So share, share, share. Let's see. Okay. All right. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you just joined, this is Girlfriends Pray Real Talk. I'm so glad that you're here tonight. We're going to get started in just a second. Let's see.
All right, I think we're ready. I think we're ready. Good evening, everybody. Um, if you just joined, um, I know we have some folks coming in. So I just want you to imagine um, this is a room of a few, and um, we are all here together. And so just come on in and find your seat. So just imagine this is the sister circle or the girlfriend's pray circle, and we're having an intimate conversation about um, real issues, all with the purpose and the intent of bringing our very real issues that we're praying about, but bringing them to a place where we can find real answers and real support. And so uh, Girlfriends Pray Real Talk, this series is really about us being mentally well, um, being emotionally well. So it's not just mental wellness, but I would say emotionally, um, emotional wellness. And tonight, um, we have with us Dr. Tracy B. Coates. So, Dr. Tracy, are you here? Yes. Hi. Well, hello there, gorgeous. Welcome, welcome, and welcome <laughs> to the call. So glad that you're here. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to just share um, a little bit of background, and um, and then we'll get into tonight's call. Um, tonight. Okay. Uh, our focus in this theme, because this is a series, Girlfriends Pray Real Talk, and the series was specifically, um, I would say, inspired by us wanting to support any woman on the line who she herself or perhaps a family or a friend um, is struggling with seasonal affective disorder. And just because... um, I think we know that that's an issue that many people struggle with um, in this season, so in the beginning of the year. Um, And then it expanded from that, Dr. Tracy. So it expanded from it being a seasonal thing that, oh, we should probably talk about it because I'm sure there are some people who are struggling right now um, in the winter months. Um, And it expanded from all of the things that we're praying about, that we, as women, we go through every day, and we just want to be well. We want to be better um, because we want to live better. We want to go higher in life. We don't, we don't want to be in a place where we are not well, and we want to be responsible in praying, and we also want to be responsible in seeking the, the right resource, um, yes. and which is why we, why we have you here. So, we, we uh, So I want to just share a little bit of background um, for everybody who just joined. Our guest tonight for Girlfriends Pray Real Talk is Dr. Tracy B. Coates. And Dr. Tracy uh, B. Coates, um, what I appreciate about her is while she is a licensed, uh, trained, um, educated, uh, earned doctorate, she's also a minister. And so... Um, we get the best of what we need here tonight by having a balance of an educated, licensed, trained therapist um, and PhD with a balance oh, from a spiritual lens. I will say, um, is that is that right, Doctor Tracy? Yes, it is. Amen. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So I'll read your bio. So it says, Dr. Tracy, she's a licensed as a social worker. Um, and then in addition to a licensed social worker, she obtained a doctorate degree in ministry to marriage and family 
from Palmer Seminary. Um, and let's see. So now Dr. Tracy B. Coates, a counseling center actually um, based in Center City, Philadelphia, um, is where, let's see, that's where your practice is now located. And there's some other powerful stuff here about you. You're a powerful speaker, teacher, counselor, author, um, and you actually conduct relationship workshops, um, workshops on self-esteem for youth, which is awesome. We need that. Mm-hmm. Um, five stages of grief and loss, um, as well as parenting, um, one of your areas of specialty. We appreciate that tonight. And then you also are, we see, the author of a book entitled Between Two Loves, The Struggle. And so we're excited to have you here um, this evening. So welcome, Dr. Tracy. Thank you so much. And I am excited to be here as well. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we start with, um, you know, because our theme is addiction, why don't we first start with, is there anything else in your background that you think would be helpful for us to know talking about addiction tonight? Um, on that side of on that side of the equation, is there anything else we should know um, in terms of your practice and and the work that you do in the space? Sure. Thank you again so much for inviting me here, and I just thank God for the opportunity to be a part of what you guys are doing, which I think is so great. Prayer is like a necessity, and so you know the leaders who started this organiza- organization. Um, this is like a great, great thing, and so I'm excited and, and thank God for being here. In addition to some of the things that you said, I've worked with um, abused and neglected children and their families for over 26 years in the city of Philadelphia. And so um, I've been uh, working with families who have substance abuse, working with families uh, where children were sexually abused um, by perpetrators who have been sexually abused themselves. Um, I've worked with, um, uh, been in and out of family homes in the city of Philadelphia, um, actually going over to different states, working with children who are in group homes. Um, And so I have um, had over 26-plus years working with families who have been in um, uh, situations where there's been substance abuse or um, alcohol abuse or there's been uh, sexual abuse or all different types of various abuse, gambling, and we'll go into that as we talk about what exactly are addictions because there are several types of addictions. Awesome, awesome. So then, yeah, why don't we – Why don't we get started? And, again, if you just joined the call, we are on with Dr. Tracy B. Coate tonight at Girlfriends Pray Real Talk. We're talking about addiction. So we're going to talk about um, uh, various types of addiction. So um, if you're struggling with not just a drug addiction or an illegal substance, but food addiction and shopping addiction or a gambling addiction, um, what some of the signs of addiction are, um, Mm -hmm. 
and and how do we support someone who's dealing with addiction because you all may be here um, tonight and not because you have the issue, but because there could be somebody in your circle or in your space who may be struggling um, with addiction. So so that said, Dr. Tracy, can you start with just give us um, um, an overview of, um, I mean, where you would, how you would lead us in this um, conversation for us to get a better understanding about addiction sure. and the various types and how we come out. Yeah. Sure. And so when we talk about addiction, we say, what is addiction? Addiction is a compulsive, chronic, psychological need for a habit-forming, it can be a substance, behavior, or activity having harmful physical, psychological, or social effects, and typically causing well and social effects. Um, some of the things that that causes the um, that it comes from, such as anxiety, irritability, um, uh, people who are depressed. Um, or a lot of times are people who you might see because what they do is they get into addictive behaviors to cover the pain. That's where addiction usually stems from, somebody trying to cover some type of pain, whether that's an emotional pain or a physical pain. Um, addiction is treatable. Uh, it is definitely treatable. Of course, we know in order for it to be treatable, people have to want that. Um, they have to want it. People with addiction um, often engage in behaviors that can not only be harmful to them, but also harmful to others who are surrounding them. So that's the children, the mothers, the father, the aunt, and the uncles, and so forth, and so forth, and so forth. There are different types of addiction. You have drugs and alcohol, gambling, sex, shopping, food, eating, of course, exercise, internet, which is a new one, pornography, video games. We oftentimes see our children on these video games a lot, and sometimes even adults, especially men. Um, and, and so back in the day, what we would do is ask the kids to go outside and play, and they're in the neighborhood playing with friends. Now, because, and which is kind of understandable um, some, somewhat, because people, because of what's happening in some of the neighborhoods, people are afraid to send their kids out. So what they do is they allow them to be on the video games for hours. Pills, of course, we've heard of the, the opiate epidemic, um, and people are addicted to pills. Marijuana, there is a high increase for the addiction of marijuana. There are a lot of people suffering with anxiety, and what marijuana does is marijuana, it, it, it gives people a sense of relaxation. So a lot of people are doing um, smoking marijuana because of the anxieties. Energy drinks, believe it or not, energy drinks are sometimes uh, people have addicted to that. Coffee. Um, I know that people know about people being addicted to coffee. And, of course, tobacco, nicotine, 
um, there is an addiction there. So those are just some some things that um, people are addicted to. That's actually like some of the major things um, that people are um, addicted to. Signs of addiction, uh, when we're talking about drugs and alcohol, signs of addiction, you have enlarged or small pupils, sudden weight loss or gain, bloodshot eyes, insomnia, people can't sleep at night, unusual body odors, poor physical coordination, looking unkept, slurred speech. Those are signs when people are addicted to either drugs and alcohol or um, opiates. Those are some of the things that, that you might see when we're talking about signs. When we're talking about signs of um, people who are um, addicted to sex, or let's say video games, or let's say gambling, uh, when, we're, when we're looking at those signs, we're looking at people, let's, say, let's just take gambling. People are spending money on taking their money for their rent, taking their money for um, food, um, and they're spending bills or bill money or uh, uh, mortgage money, and they're taking that and they're gambling that away. Those are signs of people who have a gambling habit or people who are always in the casinos. Uh, when we talk about sex, for example, we're talking about people who um, they are, of course, more than one or two partners, um, people who are, um, have no type of, um, what's the word I want to use, um, they, they, they are out there with partners and, and they don't care, like they're not using protection um, and allowing themselves to be exposed to um, different types of diseases because they're trying to get that fixed. Because believe it or not, for some people, sex can be a fix. Um, and so those are signs. When we talk about, um, when we talk about, uh, uh, addiction, we want to also look at genetic predisposition. I'm sorry, people who are predisposed to um, addiction. For example, they may come from a family who had addiction, people whose mother or father were addicted to, let's say, uh, uh, alcohol um, or overeating believe it or not, not cooking properly, eating, people are exposed to that. And so what happens a lot of times when you're coming up in families, you even though you know better, sometimes people say, but they know better, they still, because of what was modeled before them, they sometimes will go out and they'll do that. Um, uh, also, psychological factors, stress personality traits, like people who are um, impulsive or sensational seekers, depression, anxiety, eating disorder, personality, and any other psychiatric disorders, those are also things that can expose people to um, addiction. 
because if again, if you're having some stress issues, you know, um, and and you don't know how to go and pray, um, or if you don't know how to go and pray, then you might want to pick up something. Or if you know how to go and pray and you pray, but then you know how some people pray. And, and they pray and they say they believe in God, but as soon as you leave the altar, you go right back and you pick it up because you go back into that, you go to the church and you leave it there, but then when you leave and you go back, you pick it right back up because you go in that environment again. And instead of continuing that, that belief system, you go right back into that stress. And so sometimes because of that, people will pick up uh, negative behaviors to help them, again, to deal with the pain. People, when they're in any type of addiction, they're trying to deal with the pain, whether that's emotional or physical. Any questions so far? So, Dr. Tracy, yeah, no, this is good. So, so this, is, uh, this is good. So um, I think an interesting point to highlight is mm-hmm. uh, the triggers or the drivers of addiction. Mm-hmm. So how mm-hmm. other emotional and, I guess, um, psychological challenges or mental challenges can lead to addiction. So I heard you say, like, depression can lead mm-hmm. to addiction. Anxiety can lead to an addiction. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that that's important because, I think often we, some people, we may not necessarily see um, us as being, um, I'm going to say, threatened by addiction mm-hmm. or, uh, or, or just that that would ever, ever be a risk or that we would be high risk for addiction. But I think it's important just to highlight. So what, um, if you could just back up to the drivers again, what would be mm-hmm. some of the other drivers in addition to depression, in addition to anxiety? Um, we got that, but what other things could drive us to addictive behaviors? Mm-hmm. Stress. So stress, um, okay. Mm-hmm. A genetic predisposition. Um, mm-hmm. Genetic predisposition, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Someone in your family who may have had some type of alcohol. I sometimes will counsel people who are having issues with alcohol, and they'll tell me that their their father was an alcoholic and the grandfather was an alcoholic. And so it's mm-hmm. something that they've seen all their life. And even though they may know it's not the right thing to do, say they get stressed or depression comes, that's the first thing they may turn to because that's what they saw in their family. Right, and, and it's, and it's genet- genetics in addition right. to what they saw mm-hmm. there um, mm-hmm. biologically. And I only... Biologically, um, right. Mm-hmm. Bi- right, biologically there's a genetic predisposition for mm-hmm. um, uh, addiction uh, per Absolutely. se so that, so that if there's mm-hmm. a genetic predisposition, so say if there's two people and there's a genetic predisposition for drugs and alcohol... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the one who might experiment with drugs and alcohol um, who is not predisposed, they could mm-hmm. experiment and recover versus yeah. the one who 
experiments with drug, drugs and alcohol, if they are genetically predisposed, they could experiment and never come back. That's and the, never come back. Uh, mm-hmm. And never come back, right. So, so, yes. so... All, and and so we got that in terms of what drives addiction, mm-hmm. and I think it even gives us a, um, it helps us to be on alert that yes. to, to take yes. to take things like anxiety and depression mm-hmm. more seriously mm-hmm. to watch out mm-hmm. for if there are things like alcohol. Um, mm-hmm. So because I got your second point, you said. Typically, addiction, it comes as a result of an attempt to cover up the pain of something else. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yes. Environmental also. What, what environmental. around you, environmental, what's around you, um, your environment, who are oh, you yes. connected with? Mm-hmm. 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 Mhm. That's another fact. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. I see. I I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And then you went through some of the addictions. Um I think the newer ones that you know, certainly um I'm glad we're talking about things like the internet um yeah. being addictive. So, can you mm-hmm. say more about that and what maybe because maybe there's somebody here on the line who doesn't see um, their activity on the Internet as harmful. So maybe if you could talk a little bit more about what that may lead to or why that could be harmful as an addiction, um, Mm -hmm. the Internet, that'd be be good to hear. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, so um, this, this is fairly new. Um, but from what I'm reading, um, a lot of times people who are in the, get on the Internet, and you might be simply just looking for something, um, browsing through sometimes Facebook, um, Instagram, and then you find yourself on there for hours. Sometimes people can be on there for hours, even shopping. Um, uh, sometimes people will um, get on there for a very long time. It takes away from... Um, it's it's a it takes away from things that you should be doing. So, for example, you would go on. Let's say you get up in the morning and you go on before work, and you decide that you want to go on the internet for an hour, and you find yourself being late for work because you stayed on there 15, 20 minutes later, or at nighttime when you come home, you find yourself on the internet for four hours where you could have been doing some other things. You get addicted to. Some people also begin to put their business out there. They they get on there if they're angry with someone, um, and instead of um, taking that anger to where it's supposed to go to, which is to um, first of all God, <laughs> you want to release that in the right places. Um, they get on the the um, internet and they begin to put their business out there. There have been people who actually have gotten into altercations because of the anger that they have put out on the Internet. So it can cause harmful effects in that way when we are Mm -hmm. expressing ourselves. Or sometimes people get on the Internet um, and they're bored and they might go to sites 
that are not good for them, pornography, um, and people get caught up in, um, in looking and watching and getting into pornography, and sometimes in relationships, especially when there's things going on for whatever reason, the intimacy is not flowing. And so the male or female, because females do it as well, um, they will go to that place as opposed to going and getting the help that they need. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Awesome. So, so we're going to open up. So those, those are some of the things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So we're going to open the lines in just a minute. So if you are on the line this evening, welcome. This is Girlfriends Pray Real Talk. We're on the line with Dr. Tracy Beacoat, and we are. Um, this is part of a series of real conversations about very real issues and how it is that we desire to be well. And we, ne- we know that in addition to praying, um, that we should, for, for, so, for some, if there's a real issue or mental presenting of something, we need to pray in route to see a therapist or to see whatever the expert or whatever the resource may be. So we're excited to have Dr. Tracy here to educate us on addictions. That's what we're talking about. And so far we've learned some of the drivers of addiction, um, things like depression, anxiety, stress, um, and genetic predisposition could drive us to um, addiction. The addictions, um, for the most part, cover the pain. So the cover the pain of depre- depression, cover the pain of anxiety, cover the pain of stress. Um, so we've we've learned and heard heard that, and um, as well as our environment, our environment exposes us to um, addiction and addictive behaviors, and those behaviors or those addictions include substance abuse as well as both illegal and legal um, pills over-the-counter pills and and such, um, as well as things like food and Internet and pornography and shopping and coffee. I know I have a coffee addiction, but actually I've been clean for, yeah, I've been clean for actually three weeks, and I'm feeling amazing. I've had a whole disruption of my entire life, and I'm feeling um, amazing. Versus if, if it could have been if I didn't, if I didn't do something, um, you know, just to cope with overwhelm and stress. I, I, you know, who knows? I could have OD'd on the coffee or I could have uh, turned to food, food, food addiction. Um, but in any event, let me just open. So let me turn back to you and then we'll open up the lines, um, Dr. Tracy, okay. because I'm sure there's lots of questions to pull out more. So I'll reserve mm-hmm. my additional questions. Um, but were you going to share something else? Um, the next piece of this before we go on to questions? Mm-hmm. Sure. I just wanted to um, uh, say that um, I had a couple of ways in which we can help support someone dealing with addiction, um, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's yourself or someone else. One is mm-hmm. we, need to, we should educate ourselves. Get information mm-hmm. about whatever it is that that person is addicted to. Understand the addiction, disease. Knowledge is power, and it may help you understand more about yourself and your loved ones. Get support. Mm-hmm. 
when you have a loved one with an addiction, with an addiction problem, it can create a great deal of difficulty in our own lives. So groups that can help support and help you support and cope um, mm-hmm. is, is definitely helpful. Um, of course, counseling. A lot of people don't know that every job has an EAP program. An EAP is Employees Assistance Program. And your EAP program, they will pay anywhere from three to eight free sessions that you can go to counseling. They'll give you a list of counselors, and you can choose the one that you want to go to. Um, And it's free to you. It It has nothing to do with your insurance. And it's free to you. And not only do you get it, but your family members get it as well. Um, don't enable. It's difficult for family members when the disease takes hold. Don't rescue the addict. Let them experience the consequences of their disease. Many times people are unable to change until they are forced. Don't financially support them. Don't pay court fines, rent attorneys to help them out. It only prolongs the disease as addicts are unable, uh, if they are able to avoid the consequences of their actions, they're going to keep doing it. But when they can deal with the consequences, when they have to come face-to-face with consequences, then that's when they more, more, most likely will try to reach out for help when they hit that rock bottom. Have now, realistic... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a question. Um about addiction. So I think, I mean, it sounds like the answer is clear, but just want to know your opinion, um, Mm -hmm. your professional opinion on this. Would you say, so is addiction um, a choice or is it a disease? Because you hear that a lot. And I think we're now now in the area or the department of um, substance abuse, right? Because you're talking about getting support and hitting rock bottom. So now we're clearly talking about illegal substance abuse, right? And then my question is about, um, so that kind of addiction of drugs and alcohol, is that a choice mm-hmm. or is it a disease? Because you hear that a lot with extreme addictions. It's a disease. Okay. A Can disease. you say more about Can you say more about mm-hmm. that? It's a choice when they first start. So you and your girlfriends are sitting around, and they say, here, won't you try this? And you say, oh, okay, you try it. And then you keep trying it, and then you keep trying it, and then you try to stop after some time. And you cannot because it does something to the brain. After a while, the substance does something to the brain. And so it then becomes a disease, like alcohol is a disease. It's not something that you can just stop. You might really want to, but your body is now affected by it. And so it's not something that you can just stop. That's a disease. Something that you can stop, something that you can have control over, is something that that is not the disease. But addiction Mm -hmm. is a disease. Hmm. Ah, okay. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. 
You said, hmm. I said, you want to, I said, go ahead. So I said, challenge me if you want to. No, 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 no. I, no, I, oh, okay. Listen, <laughs> listen, you're, you're the expert. So I believe it. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think, so it's a disease you started though. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's a, what I call absolutely. it's a self-inflicted, it's a self-inflicted wound, right? Um, I use Absolutely. that with my friends all the time. We talk about, like, stress and overwhelm. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, and it's, yeah. Anyway, absolutely. so, but it's a disease that's like, that's that is why, self-inflicted. Yeah, that's why I said when you sit, absolutely, self-inflicted. Because that's it's why I said when you sit with disease. your friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they say try this. You don't have yep. to. Yeah. The yeah. moment okay. you say yes, that's when, yes, you self-inflicted. You absolutely, mm-hmm. because you said yes to something that you already know because everybody knows what alcohol and drugs can do. But a lot of times when people are thinking that way, then, and then we have to go to the other side when we talk about sin. So that's a whole other side to piece to that. Okay. Um, so, mm-hmm. 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 Okay. No, mm-hmm. this is um... – no, I, I do, I understand it, and I understand it in that, um, I guess, substance abuse as an addiction mm-hmm. is a disease, becomes a disease. It becomes a disease. Becomes a disease. Yes. It becomes a disease, but it yes. is a, a disease. It evolves into a disease after you have started yes. It's because yes. there is the brain uh, chemically or biologically, yes. I guess, um, is now driving versus yes. um, your conscious, your 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 conscious mind is no longer in charge. So, because consciously, I could yes. elect to um, to take on a substance or to engage, and I'm making a conscious yes. decision to engage. That's conscious. So mm-hmm. I started the. Um, disease, I jump started, and then the chemical yes. after some time takes over. And so, even if I say I'd like to stop, I am not able to easily um, stop an alcohol addiction because chemically, yes. biologically, um, my brain has now been taken over by the chemical. Yes. Got it. So now let's talk about, I think there's a couple questions, though, for people on the line um, who may mm-hmm. have family and friends. It's like I, um, mm-hmm. I, I know you shared what not to do on the surface. Uh, you know what, I'm going to let you all ask the questions that I'm not asking, um, but I do think there's a question about other substances, uh, other addictions. Sure. And, mm-hmm. and like how to stop. Um, but you know what? No, let me let me open up the line because I'm sure that there's some good questions here. It's not all me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So star six, if you all have questions, feel free to jump in. What I neglected to ask, you know, maybe what it, it was the obvious question um, or what you really want to know or if there's something specific. And you can also, I think you can post your questions on Facebook and we will get them and I'll ask it for you if you don't want to ask your question. Um, and just as an FYI, we are recording, so if you want to be an anonymous person, you just make up a name, that's all good. Um, but definitely ask your question. So star six to come in, state your first name, and where in the world you are calling from. 
star six or text me your question or, to, or I'm sorry, post online. If you have um, text, you can certainly do that as well. So, hi, this is Sharon, and I'm calling from Virginia. And I have a question. I was married to a, a man who was an alcoholic for six years, and uh, each time he would get drunk, I would ask him if he wanted to go to Alcoholics Anonymous to get help because I had done what you said, Dr. Tracy, did the research about the disease and also knew that he had a family history. His father was an alcoholic and his grandfather was an alcoholic and his brother was an alcoholic. Mm. And each time I asked him about getting help, he said he didn't want to get any help, that he enjoyed drinking. So eventually Mm -hmm. after six years, it ended the marriage because he would drink and then he would either go to sleep or he would drink and he would become violent. So in that marital situation, was there anything that I could have done differently? Because I know I heard earlier that you can't make somebody go to get help. They have to want to get help. But in a marital Mm -hmm. situation, what are some ways that we as women, if we are dating or in a relationship with someone who is abusing alcohol or drugs, what are some of the things that we can do to either help them, encourage them to get help, to let them know that the marriage is really at risk if they don't get help, or um, and what are some things that we can do to take care of ourselves while we're in this very volatile um, and almost dangerous situation? Because in my situation, it did turn dangerous for me, and mm-hmm. I had to, you know, I had to get a divorce. So what what do you do when you're dealing with someone who's so entrenched in their addiction that they can't, you know, the bottom hasn't really fallen out and they don't really understand that it is going to fall out, that their marriage is going to end if they don't do something to get help. So what can we do? Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for um, sharing and sharing your story. Um, one of the things I would say is that we we have to – um, have realistic expectations. And what I mean by that is that they are usually unable to hear what we are saying when we are trying to, when we are trying to, um, I don't want to use the word lecture, but when we're trying to talk to them, when we're trying to, to let them know the dangers and where they are, a lot of times when they are in their addiction, they can't hear us. You know, continue um, to hold them accountable to expectations and offer help. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Don't expect them to keep promises because they're unable to do it. When they are in their addiction, they'll say in the beginning, um, yes, and and they'll nod their heads, I'm going to get help, and and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and then they'll go right back out the next day and don't do it because, again, it's a disease. The other thing is some of them are going to say, I don't want help. It's like you said your husband said. I don't want to mm-hmm. do it. I'm not going to do it, and I'm just not going to do it. And, and right then and there, pray. And let me tell you why I say pray. Because, first of all, prayer changes things. Second of all, you need wisdom and you need guidance and you need strength from God to make your mm-hmm. next move. Self-care, what you said, is definitely the best care when you are dealing with those type of situations. 
you've got to care for yourself because if you are stressed out and and um and dealing with their their issues in addition to whatever else you might be dealing with, like taking care of the kids, making sure the home is running because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So now you got to do you and them, and you can't get caught up with. In, in the midst of them not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And that's not easy because women, we are emotional. We're emotional and we're nurturers. So that nurture side, that nurture side will always come in because you're going to want that person to get the help. You're going to want to be there. You're going to want to love them and stroke them and go through this process. But when they become dangerous, then we've got to make sure that we're safe as well as the children. Was that helpful? Thank you, Doctor. Yeah, yes, thank you, Doctor uh, Doctor Tracy. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. So we'll take another question. But, you know, I, I think one, um, you know, I think I'm feeling the question, an add-on question to that, um, although you answered what does, what do what does a family member or a friend do when the loved one or somebody that they love is addicted? And I think the question I want to ask you is how do women or even men on this line, how do they release the worry, concern, and heaviness? Is that therapy? Is that when so? Because self care. Look, if you got family members as addicted. Your children are addicted. Your husband is addicted. Self care is good, but that's not what we're talking about here, doctor. And so it's okay if you really mm-hmm. um, stretch us to the next level because I think that's what we want, right? So mm-hmm. in the work that I do. You know, I do leadership mm-hmm. development and coaching. De- my, I, mm-hmm. my response would be self-care. But the therapist, like that's mm-hmm. when, when women are struggling and can't get through um, and can't um, live their own life for being overly con- concerned, worried, heavy, carrying the weight of father, uncle, brother, addicted, is that therapy? Is that when 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 family member? Is that Alcoholics Anonymous? I mean, is it AA or is it therapy? I think we need what's the therapeutic response to be mentally well when husband, son, daughter, father is addicted and on the street. Definitely, absolutely, you want to get some therapeutic help. Okay. Because you because you need to release it. You, you, you need to release it spiritually. That's the, the, so when I say pray, that's releasing spiritually. But therapeutically, absolutely, you want to definitely get some individual therapy. You could possibly even do some group therapy. They have group therapy for family together. They have um, uh, uh, group therapies for wives. They have several different types of trauma-related group therapies that you can do. So I would definitely advise, um, along with some of the other things that we said, definitely therapy is is definitely needed, absolutely. 
Okay, got it. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. All right, let's take Mm -hmm. another question. Yep, so if you all are on the line and you have a question, we're on with Dr. Tracy B. Coates, and we're talking about addictions because our goal here at Girlfriends Pray, real talk, um, our goal is to be emotionally well, mentally well, and so that is why we have this series where we bring licensed, trained therapists to um, provide insight on some of the emotional things that we're going through, um, from emotional to mental. Uh, if there's a, if you're mentally presenting for something, um, listen, um, you know, I think there was a time where if we asked the question, does anybody know anybody who's ever been checked into a mental facility, we'd probably say no. But at this point, we know people, um, you know, our loved ones, our sisters, our daughters, our you know, aunties, our neighbor down the street who has had a, a visit to um, a mental facility and perhaps even kept overnight. And so we want to know what we do for ourselves to be well, but we also want to know because, you know what, I'll say we are our sister's keeper. So we want to mm-hmm. know what do we do for our, you know, our our girlfriends, our you know, nieces, so on and so forth. So if y'all are on the line, come in and ask your question. Just state your name, um, and I'll pull you in. Let's get all the questions, and then we're going to line you up, and then we'll, because we're coming to the top of the hour. So who has a question? State your name. Star six to come in, and then you can state your first name. Okay. So if there are no questions just yet, um, doctor, let's go with some of the, uh, let's go to the opposite side, some of the other addictions. Um, mm-hmm. Shopping, let's talk about things like, you know, other things that women are challenged with, shopping and let's say food or what are some of the other things? Uh, Painkillers, pills. I'm sorry, pills. but I do, have, I do have a question before we go to that. So there's okay. a question that came in about disease. Like can you define disease? So I think... Um, the question is coming from a place of, again, if we go back to addiction, addiction is a disease. How how are you? Defi- how what's the formal definition of addiction? Okay, that's a good question. Let me. I'm gonna have to um, pull from my resources here. <laughs> okay, that, no, that's fair. And you know what? We could even move on and come back to it. Um, but mm-hmm. I think if I could just say, right, because probably we're trying to figure out um, the distinction, I guess, between addiction as a disease versus other forms of disease. Right. I think I get it, but, but I think the question comes from, yeah, how does that become the same kind of thing? And and if if I may, is it because, you know, it's when the body, right, when biologically or genetically, maybe it's biologically, something is happening within our body that we have no control over? Mm-hmm. Is that perhaps something? Yeah. Right? Because if we have a, if we're, if we're diagnosed with something, it's our body is doing, our body has some sort of illness within it that we Mm -hmm. are not able Mm -hmm. to control. Same thing with the drug addiction. Our body now has something within it Mm -hmm. that is in control um, where consciously I can't stop, right? 
Right. Addiction evolves changes in the functioning of the brain and the body. Yes. Got it. Yes, says the body. It, it okay, changes in brain or the body. Got it. Of that's the brain good. and body. Mm-hmm. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay, that's mm-hmm. good to know. Mm-hmm. That's a good, clear, and clean description. Mm-hmm. And so, and before we move off of that, so that involves alcohol is a disease and any illegal substance is a disease. Yes. Um. Now, are these others, Do they, are they qualified as diseases like food addiction, energy drink addiction, coffee, pain pills, Internet? Are those also considered as part of that um, category of not just a, an addiction but a disease? So I, well, not all of them. I would not say that, no. Okay, okay. Not all of them, no. Um, Although some of them, like, for example, let's take gambling, for instance. Gambling actually, compulsively, compulsive gambling may also be associated with bipolar disorder. Oh. Mm -hmm. Or OCD, obsession-compulsive disorder, or attention, attention deficit disorder. Okay. People gamble, yes. So gambling, yeah, it falls under the mental health um, Mm -hmm. disease. I would say sexual falls under, yeah. So some of them, not not every last one of them, I wouldn't say that. Okay. No. Mm -hmm. Like someone who's addicted to coffee, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say that that's a mental, (laughs) you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's something that's controllable. That's something that we can stop. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Do we have other questions on the line? Um, I just want to check in again. You all were very quiet. We're talking about addictions. We're on the line with Dr. Tracy B. Coat, and our purpose and intent for this entire series Hello. is to state your first name. My name is Patricia. Patricia, welcome. And hold on one second. Do we have another question? Somebody else here that has a question? Yes. Hi. Your name? Your name? Yeah, Michelle. Michelle, you'll be number two. Patricia, you'll be number one. Was there somebody else um, who has a question? Going once, going twice. Okay, we're going to take these last two questions, and then we're going to wrap up for tonight. So this is um, I have a third. I have another question. Um, I'm sorry. What's your name? This is Sharon again. I have a second question. Okay, so we'll get Sharon as number three, and then we'll end the call. And what we're also going to do for everyone here is we'll share where you can find a therapist because um, if you have things to sort through, then it's appropriate just to have a checkup, a check-in with a therapist. Um, We do this as an introductory. 
So um, so we're going to say, we're definitely going to share at the end of the call. So let's go with number one. Uh, Patricia, what's your question? Yes, Mike, I'm calling from Portsmouth, Virginia. Uh, my question is about food addiction. When you, mm-hmm. when you, um, when you want to take care of your health and you eating all the right thing that you think you're eating, but you're not getting where you want to be. How can you work it out that to me, like it's when you're doing one thing and then you go back to where you started from, it's like you, you can't pass that stage to get to where you want to be because you cut down on everything. You get all the starch out your diet and you just do the vegetables and you do the, there's salads and thing, but it's like you're not moving, you know, because you, you, your body is craving for that, that starch, mm-hmm. you know, and it wants mm-hmm. to bring you back to that starch and you have a fight between the starch and what you really want to get away from is the starch. How can you control that? That addiction. Okay. I, I just want to repeat that so I can make sure I understand what you're saying. So what I what I believe I heard you you say was, um, if you have a food addiction and you're trying to get away from foods that um, that are not good for you, like say you're saying starch, and you're taking it out of your diet, you're taking things out of your diet that you're not supposed to have, but then you have a craving for it. How do you um, not go back to it? Is is that what I heard you say? Mm-hmm. How do you control that crave that is okay. not good for you? Okay. Then what what you might want to do is see a uh, a dietitian, someone who can help you um, get someone who can help you. Um, get involved in a, uh, a, some type of program in terms of food that will be able to help you with the craving. Now, let me just say this. A craving, no matter if it's alcohol or drugs, no matter if it's food or sex, when you decide that you want to be free and you walk away from it, there's always going to be some type of warfare that's going to go on. The craving may, may, may come. It may decrease at some point, but you're always going to have to, in the beginning of it, it's going to be a fight. Let me just say that. But meeting with a dietitian is going to um, help you in terms of, um, I believe, in terms of the food, in terms of how you can deal with some of um, the cravings. And then I will also say, and I'm, I'm going to say counseling on this too, believe it or not, because um, even in that, a counselor can help you in terms of those cravings, not, not just the craving piece, but in terms of why are you, um, if it's a, 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 a food thing, if you're addicted to food, why are you eating so much or why are you eating food that you're not supposed to be eating or, or, or can't control it? There's sometimes some underlying stuff that come there. Sometimes people mm. are dealing with um, depression or sometimes people are dealing with um, an underlying issue. So a therapist can help you there as well in a dietitian. Mm. Oh, that's good. 
That's good. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense that um, if there's a food, a struggle with food, that it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be just a surface thing of diet mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. or discipline, but that there could be some underlying something mm-hmm. um, yes. presenting. And so to mm-hmm. get to the root of where there's an addiction or a craze, because it could be something mm-hmm. greater. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep, got it, got it. Okay, let's go to number two. So, because we've got, oh, we're over time. So let's see if we can get these questions really quickly. Let's ask, let me get both questions out. So number two, um, who was number two? I want you, if you could just ask your question as Michelle? well. Michelle, what's your question? Yeah, no, um, it was like, uh, I'm sorry because my English is a little big, you know, not Don't good. be sorry, gorgeous. We understand <laughs> your English. Your English is perfectly oh. fine. We got you. Okay, look, I was an addict. You know, I used to use drugs for many years. Mm-hmm. I started when I was 16, and I stopped when I was 35. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, but, you know, I have a lot of struggle with food and coffee, like you was, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, but I used to go to therapy, but it never mm-hmm. helped me that much. But, you know, I serve the Lord now, right? And with, mm-hmm. with him help was the, the, why I could get out, right? Mm-hmm. But, but I frustrated. I'm very frustrated with the habit of eating because I feel it's mm-hmm. stopped it me to grow up. And, um, like, you know, it's very, I feel like, uh, like I'm sick when I, when I'm trying to stop eating. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. When mm-hmm. I was like uh, using drugs, my, my body went to withdraw. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. the other day, I said, oh, my God, I feel like when I was using that I, that I want to stop, but, but without the pain. But, mm-hmm. and, and I hear that you say, because I work, right? Yes, you ma'am. Say ev- you say that every work have a therapy or something, like, yes. I don't know? Mm-hmm. It's called It's called EAP, Employees Assistant Program. Employees okay. Assistance Program. Every job has an EAP, and you can call your human resource department and tell them you're interested in using your EAP, Employees Assistance Program. And okay. they will give you a number, and you can call them. And, and might I suggest that you, um, if, when you seek out a therapist, that you seek out a Christian therapist? Hello? Oh, Christian therapy, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, all right. So I think so yeah, if I have one more correctly, your, your response, yeah, we'll go to the last question and then we'll wrap up the call. Sorry. Do you have a minute for the last question? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So we'll go to the last question. But for the young woman um, who just spoke up, and God bless you, just so um, I give glory to God for your being here and being clean and being sober and what you have yes. to come through. Um, so I just want to applaud you, my sister friend, and um, yes, I'm grateful that definitely. you were able to find God and God was able to find you um, and that you're, you're still doing the work, the hard work of now, you know, new addiction or new things um, being food, but just that you're here and, and your um, intention is to resolve even the food issue. So I just yes. want to say I'm believing God for um, him bringing you on the journey to not just clean and sober, but I feel like uh, being healthy and well at the next yes. level. Because you could stop with, oh, I'm clean and sober, and then just mm-hmm. go on eating food and say, no, food is not illegal and I'm good. But the fact that God put it in your belly um ma'am, that you you have a desire to be healthy and well and not be, um, you know, cl- not cling to food or a food addiction. I just pray that God gives and shows you the right resources and then helps you to manage the food issue to the point where you are healthy and well. Um, God redeems the time. God restores your body so that you will never, ever, ever look like what you've been through and whatever addiction and whatever substance that ever came into your body and into your life, God would so move you to the next level in your diet and nutrition that you would become addicted to healthy and well in a healthy way, God being your fit, your nutritionist, God being your fitness trainer, I'm believing that for you now. So I pray now and I trust God now that even the fact that you ask the question, that you have a concern about something as simple as food, but not simple, that God is moving in your spirit to bring you to a place of 100% healthy and well, that there would never be another addiction, that you wouldn't just leave from one drug to go to another drug, food, and then, and I pray now, I break the curse right now in the name of Jesus, that you would not go from a food addiction to then um, a a person addiction. So God, enemy, we see you right now and Lord, we ask that you remove any spirit of addiction of things that look seemingly well like food and relationships. So God, we see it coming around the corner for your daughter here. We thank you for saving her life, oh God. We thank you for sparing her life, oh God. We thank you for taking the taste out of her mouth, oh God, we thank you yes, for releasing God. the addictions and, um, and purging and cleansing her body. Yes, and so now, yes, God, God, we ask that you handle the food. Oh, God, we ask yes, that you make God. her well. And we ask that you break it right now so that there wouldn't be um, um, a releasing of the food and detoxing from food addiction to move to another addiction. God, we call it out right now that there would never be yes. another addiction after yes. the food addiction. And so, God, we see it and we ask that you break addiction, period, from her, Lord yes. God, and that the enemy would have no power, that there would not be a man addiction, yes. oh God, that there would not be a porn addiction, oh God, yes. that there would not yes. be a nicotine addiction, oh God, that yes. there would be nothing, oh God. 
God. We are believing for the woman that you have called here, Lord God, that there wouldn't be an apology addiction, oh God, that she wouldn't have to apologize for um, her accent, oh God, that everyone that she speaks to understands with clarity, the same clarity that I speak with every syllable, that everyone that would ever hear her understands every word and would not dismiss her because of the accent. We thank you, God. We honor you tonight. We glorify you, God. We believe and know that your work, Lord God, that you are moving and working in this place. We thank you, God, for the purpose and the intent of the call was for one, oh God, for the one or and or the two, oh God where the curse have been broken on this line. We thank you. We thank you for the doctor, oh God. We thank you for all of her time invested, oh God, for, listen, uh, for her master's degree, her bachelor's degree. We thank you for seminary and all the late nights, oh God, and the early mornings to bring her here. Lord God, if we had 10,000 tons, it would not be enough to render our prayers tonight. So we seal our call and we seal our prayers to say we thank you for moving, oh God. We thank you for breaking and releasing us from every addiction, oh God. We thank you, Lord, from uh, whatever the addiction may be. God, if it's cost we call it out right now. Lord, if it's an energy, sugar, drink, oh God, if it's sugar, oh God, if it's that white substance or another white substance, oh God, we call it out right now. Dieting addictions, we call it out. Relationship addictions, oh God, toxic people addiction, oh God, likes online, we call it out in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We love you, oh God. We thank you, God, for the organizers of this situation right here. We thank you for Girlfriends Pray, and we love you, Lord. We honor you. We give you the highest praise. We say hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen, amen and amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. We just praise God. Hallelujah. Dr. Tracy, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna ask you to um I'm gonna ask you to give out your um how we reach you in your office so that anybody else here who has a question or a need that they would call your office and get the support or go online and find somebody in their uh, neighborhood. I'll say for everybody here, um, Mm -hmm. the most responsible thing you all could do or we all could do is to seek a therapist um, and therapy costs. um, And so, and we should invest in it. So when we call Dr. Tracy's office, expect that um, in the same way that we might pay for any other resource or any other luxury that we would invest in being mentally well and being mentally whole, um, so we yeah. thank you for we thank you for being um, respectful and responsible with her practice. So, Dr. Tracy, why don't you share where we could get you? Yes, I um, my telephone number is two one five three eight four six six five one. That's 215-384-6651. You can also look me up on Psychology Today. And my website is www.drtracydrtracydcoop.com. It has all of my information, my location, and my telephone numbers on both of those sites as well. 
and I'm also on Facebook at Dr. Tracy B. Cook Counseling Center. And and if oh. I may leave this one scripture, is that okay? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. First, First Corinthians, the 10th chapter and the 13th verse from the New Message Bible says, no test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed beyond your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. Amen. And that was first amen and amen. Ten thirteen. Well, amen and amen. Unrelated to that. Amen and amen and amen. Well, that is our call for tonight, everybody. Um, we will be back here next week. We are way over time, unfortunately. Um, so we're back here next week. I believe it's our last session. However, we're going to add to the series. Um, I, I received, I believe, two requests or one request today and then another uh, thought. And so we are going to uh, try to extend the series to have a special call on um, I think it was pediatric mental health or mental wellness. So really looking at some of the challenges of young people, children, um, and, oh, yeah. and how they might mm-hmm. be presenting and then how we identify that as um, adults and as parents. And so we will cover pediatric um, or the pediatric piece around mental health and wellness. So really looking at, um, if you know, children um, are struggling now at greater, um, I'll say, at greater levels, and um, some of it induced by, you know, just children and what happens at school, and then we live in a highly social digital world, and so there's a whole um, social media element and uh, there's comparison and bullying and just a lot of overwhelm coming in through social. So we will have, we're going to look for um, a licensed, trained uh, professional to come and talk to us about that. So, um, so stay tuned for that. And then we're going to cover uh, same thing but opposite end. We're going to cover seniors and mental wellness. So we'll look at what are the challenges that seasoned um, and senior people struggle with in terms of mental illness, mental uh, wellness, and aging. Like, what are some of the things that happen, um, you know, when um, as we age? And so we're going to look for somebody there. So if you're on the line and you know of a therapist that you want to recommend, can you just send us an email? Just send it to admin at girlfriendspray.org. Um, admin at girlfriendspray.org. So please. Um, and, and feel free to send us additional topics, again, whatever it is that you're, you're dealing with and going through. Um, we'd be open. Now, we won't have the series forever, but we will extend it for at least two additional sessions. Um, beyond that, we're hoping that if there's a real need that you would get to counseling. So um, that is our call for tonight. If you just joined, we are Girlfriends Pray. We're at www.girlfriendspray.org. Um, join us tomorrow morning for prayer, uh, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and the number and all of the information is on the website, but we'd love for you to join us tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Eastern and every Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Um, if you need prayer beyond 7 a.m. Monday through Friday, we invite you to download our podcast, um, and there you can hear the recordings. You can hear, uh, you can get prayer on demand. All right, so that is it. Thanks again, Dr. Tracy. We so appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, perhaps, yeah, 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 yeah. Perhaps we'll even uh, we could maybe think about having you back. We want to be respectful of your time, however, but maybe we talk about that going um, at another time. But we thank you okay. so much. I yep. enjoyed yep, yep, it. Yep. Thank you. Thank you.